You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Welcome. You are watching, listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz. Well, all the troubles of the world, like Job, looks like we're having that now. But uh, hey, here to make a little bit of sense of it, and I do mean a little, is our good friend Todd Bubba Horowitz. And uh, Todd, it's always great to have you on the show. You are always a uh, <laughs> a bit of, uh, I don't want to say sunshine, because that would be giving you too much credit, but a little bit of sanity in a completely insane world of which we are experiencing now. Uh, Pre-call, we're talking about energy costs, triple whammy ahead of us. I mean, there really is uh, no coming back from this. Uh, whether you look, anything you do to survive, meaning cook food, uh, turn your heat up, uh, drive a car, um, turn on the uh, light, right? Turn on your uh, your computer, your flat screen TV. The cost of it is going up, up and up. And I don't think you out there realize how much it's going up, but it's going to be breathtaking. We haven't even started yet, Kerry. And thanks for having me back on. This is we're only in the infancy of this whole mess. And unfortunately, it could be fixed very easily. But of course, we know the progressives would never allow this to be fixed. They want this kind of chaos. They want us to be dependent on, on, on the money and the stimulus that they give us. But certainly turn the switch back on and let the frackers and shale producers go back to work. And, and Europe won't be paying five times for natural gas what we're paying. And we're already getting ripped off. OK, heating oil. What about, you haven't even talked about the food supply yet, because how much do you think it costs farmers more to produce the grains that you eat. So, you know, you have, we have only scratched the surface of where this is going. And of course, keep reducing the value of our currency so that even though we think we're making more money, we're making less money, spending more of it. And of course, really what we have is taxation without representation because we are the ones who fund all this stupid debt anyways. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself, but. Uh, you know, this is just one mess. And yeah, you know what else is going to go up in price? I already wrote an article about it. Water. Because huh. uh, water, it takes 50% uh, of the cost of a finished gallon of water is energy. And uh, we've had water shortages cropping up. So we'll have to desalinate in large swaths of the West. And guess what? Desalinized water is even higher, like 75% of the cost is energy to desalinize. So we're in a world of hurt. And uh, and I guess that's the way the powers that be want it. You know what else is ended up in price? The electronic vehicles, because they take an enormous amount of energy to produce. So you know, we've got we've got a lot of things that are not kosher at the moment. And it's gonna be, and it's only gonna get worse because you've got an administration that doesn't really care. They want the chaos. They want the issues. And we're going to continue to have these issues, okay, because they're creating them. This is the, the whole agenda is to divide and separate. 
Hey, you know what they say, uh, as a wise man once said, never let a, go, a crisis go to waste, right? Hey, they're there. And they created the crisis. And now they're going to pretend like, you know, it's almost, it's almost like the debt ceiling debate, Gary. You know, how many times have we seen over the years that they all come in sweating at the brow? Oh, the debt thing. We got to do something. And of course, they always pass it. They always up, up it. And, and, and of course, we lovely Americans get to pay for their stupidity. So that's what you get. Hey, isn't that the truth, boy? And and we've been living through this, you know, uh, Hey, we had a certain president who actually looked like he cared for a while. And uh, what do they do? They got to get rid of him. And not to get political, I'll probably cut this out. But you know what I'm saying? When somebody does care about the American public, about uh, what's happening, then uh, what happens? They they got to take that person out, right? Well, that, that's exactly what happened. I hope you don't cut this part out because I think it's important for everybody to understand. Again, you may not have liked that particular person. That particular person might have had a, a very vocal uh, a, a thing to him that didn't that nobody liked. But at the end of the day, he really had the American people's best interest at heart and was really defending Americans. And I think that's one of the big things we are not seeing anymore. Yeah, uh, none of them seem to care about anything. And and we just keep seeing more and more examples. So until things get better, until these people get removed, and it's the whole system, we can't just, uh, we're uh, equal opportunity bashers here. It's the whole political system. Doesn't matter what party you're from, what you uh, what you pretend to believe in, everyone has uh, got a stake in this uh, decline of the country. And what I fear more about the country is Western civilization, all of the things that Western civilization has brought to humanity, uh, they seem to want to get rid of. You are so correct there, sir. I mean, again, it, it's like Coke and Pepsi, baby. You don't have a third choice. There was RC Cola, but nobody ever hears about it, right? Coke wants you to talk about Pepsi, and Pepsi wants you to talk about Coke because then they corner the market, and that's what we've got in our political system. They don't allow the third party to have a legitimate chance to come in and change what's going on. And, of course, listen, that's always going to be an issue, which is how we got to be $17 trillion in debt and going higher. And uh, I might add that Coke and Pepsi are both pretty much toxic to your health if you are a major consumer, which is it's the 2080 rule, right? I'm a, I'm a major consumer. and I, I will not stop until they carry me out, baby. <laughs> well, sugar is poison. That's what we say in my household. I have sugar, but uh, but, you know, like, uh, well. No, this isn't a health-oriented show. Just, sure. to say, <laughs> just to say, uh, I, I'm an avid uh, diet soda drinker, and they try to say that that's worse than the sugar. Who the heck knows? But uh, but they're both toxic, and the uh, political system is toxic, and so is the financial system. It's all toxic to your average American. Right. I agreed. And look, I mean, the biggest problem we have, I mean, there's many, but one of them is the the bash the rich, you know, the AOC wearing a tax the rich dress when, of course, the rich pay more taxes than anybody. They employ more people that pay taxes than anybody. And of course, if you've seen the balance of the Treasury recently, the Treasury had its highest balance in history of money and stock. But of course, when you want to continue to give it away, it's hard to maintain that. But, you know, big corporations, billionaires are no different than you and me. Nobody wants to pay the full tax amount. They're going to avoid 
what they can. They're not evading, they're avoiding. And again, that's what we have to remember. We all try to avoid paying taxes and only tax evasion is a crime. Hey, agreed, agreed. Uh, tax avoidance is legal. Tax, uh, you know, tax evasion. Evasion, I saying as a lawyer here, tax evasion is illegal. Uh, there's actually legal cases, you know them as well as I do, that say, as an American, it's your duty to legally minimize your tax burden. And uh, and that's what we're out to do here. Uh, lots of different things, lots of different ways you could do it. But uh, we're not a tax advice show either. But <laughs> we do talk about precious metals and cryptos. So cryptos have really been holding their own while precious metals have been bashed down again to what our good friend Craig Hemke would probably call the physical floor. It looks like that 17, mid 1700 range is the physical floor of gold because every time they smash it below, it comes roaring back. And the physical floor of silver is somewhere around that $22 range. Uh, I think there's room to go a little bit lower. Again, I, I don't try to, to time out our price out where the floor is at. I, I will tell you the same thing. I tell my members, I tell myself, if you if you have the capital that you can put it away and either have it stored for you or store it yourself, you can always buy physical metals. They're going to always have value. And then someday you may need them. Yes. But, you know, I do believe that we're going to take out those flash crash lows that were made August 8th, 9th. So I do see gold going back down under 1660 uh, before it's all said and done. Platinum, platinum and silver are, are already done so. And I think gold will join. Now, again, I'm a big believer in gold as a holder, as a hard asset. But, you know, in the short term, we I am short gold and silver and I will stay short gold and silver until the trends change. Yeah. And uh, and it's very likely, but it won't last for long, is my guess. Right. But I'm anticipating they can smash it down periodically to unsustainably low levels. But once they break the physical floor, okay, so they get it down to 1600, I think 1550, 1600, very possible they could get it down that low. But then what? Then what's gonna happen, Todd? You know what's gonna happen. Uh, listen, I'm in agreement with you. I, again, trading is what I do during the day. Investing is what I hold overnight and what I store. And I again, I, I have no problem owning you know, much, uh, lots of physical metals. And I have no problem being short at per certain times. And I have no problem being long when the market says it's time to be long. I have no longer, no, no problem being long double because I'm long the futures and the physical. So again, the physical is not something you're buying to, to buy today and sell tomorrow. You're buying it to hold it because we know that it will have a much higher price at some point down the road. What happens in the next month, six months is meaningless in the bigger picture. Yeah, the bigger picture. I mean, God, uh, you know, you and I, pretty close in age, grew up same time, you know, apple pie, the flag, and everything else. Who could have ever believed that it could get to this point? Don't just survive, thrive. The Financial Survival Network. Fury Gold Mines is a Canada-focused exploration and development company committed to aggressively growing its scalable high-grade gold assets with major drill campaigns planned across its 3.5 million ounce portfolio. Fury is led by a management team of proven explorers and developers with a track record of success in advancing and financing project development. Fury Gold Mines is well positioned to create value for investors with low-risk development growth and the potential for a new major discovery. Fury Gold Mines trades on the TSX and NYSE American 
LinkedIn under the ticker F-U-R-Y. To learn more, go to furygoldmines.com. That's furygoldmines.com. This is the Financial Survival Network, the information you need to thrive now more than ever. Well, you know, again, you let, you know, the criminals run the asylum. And, you know, you know, I go back to, you know, when I grew up and I'm 65 and, you know, my, my dad never made a lot of money, but yet my mom didn't have to work. OK, um, you know, they had a little lived a good middle class life. And, you know, you can't do it anymore, you you know, because even though the dollars, you know, they said, well, we're going to pay you X. It's nowhere near what it was in 1985. You can't get close to what it was. And then you've got a Federal Reserve that will not say the words we have inflation. They, they can't get it out of their mouth. OK, they continue to try to avoid that subject. OK, when they created this monster, which you and I have talked about, I said to you about a year ago, they will be the ending of this market when it does end. And I think we may be seeing it now, but this is all because of ignorant monetary policy and having no understanding or common sense of how a market works or how the structure works. And of course, becoming a political office, although they're supposed to be a private corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you love it? And, you know, you look at this and it's all so predictable. It's all so predictable. And, you know, the only thing that's surprising, Todd, is how long it's taken for this whole mess to really coalesce. And more and more people every day are kind of waking up to this, I hope. Well, unfortunately, I, I, that's the sad part. I think that, again, you know, unfortunately, I think many Americans are by the month. And, you know, as long as rates are low and their car payments remain low, doesn't really matter what they pay as long as they can make the monthly payment. It will it will trickle down. Now, it's amazing how the economy never trickles down when you get, you know, offices telling you it's a trickle down theory. But the debt and the problems always trickle down. And I think we've got some real serious problems. And I, I think there's a, you know, you've got so so much divide. And I think that's what's kind of being created is the conquer and divide theory here. And of course, the Keynesian economic system is is as ridiculous as you can get. Although not that, not that Hayek or Austrian is 100% better, but there would be a, a great combination of a blend instead of letting the Federal Reserve and the government manipulate the, the currencies, because basically, Central banks around the globe, their job is to destruct their own currency, and it's a race to the bottom, and eventually they'll go to some digital coin that they'll really be able to stick to us. Hey, their job is to destroy the currency, debase it, and make you believe that they're not doing it while they're doing it. It's, it's a sleight of hand thing, and I've seen magicians that have a lot more talent than these, uh, than these alchemists at the uh, Federal Reserve running things. And this Powell guy, well, looking at inflation here, you know, John Williams says 14%. I think it could be a lot higher than that in reality, because all of the components, we are in the midst of a commodity super cycle. And if we're lucky, commodities kind of hold their own value, right? Talking not just gold and silver, but the other commodities will go up in price to reflect the uh, diminished purchasing power of the dollar, as well as supply demand factors, which are part and parcel. I mean, look what's going on with this supply chain here. Isn't it shocking? Uh, you know, you can't you can't buy an appliance uh, these days, you know? Even the six weeks I waited to get a dishwasher, is that a problem? Is that normal? <laughs> hey, as Americans, it's our God-given right to go into a Home Depot or a 
or a Best Buy and, you know, get the thing delivered in three days. I have to admit, I replaced all my appliances because they're getting old. And I just said, you know what, in another, however long you think it's going to be, you might not be able to get them at all. And you won't be able to get the parts to fix the old ones, get rid of the crap now and just replace it. And uh, people like saying, well, yeah, but you're going to replace it with crappy appliances. It'll break anyway. I said, that might be the case, but at least I'll have them for a while. Right. It'll be good for five years at least. And who knows in five years, right? 100%. Yeah. So strategies, how do you deal with the upcoming inflation besides buying precious metals, cryptos? What's your thoughts here, Todd? Well, I, I think precious metals are always good. I, I think cryptos, and, and the more they try to, uh, you know, govern or prevent the crypto space, I think the more powerful it's going to become. You know, crypto is really, let's call it the currency of the libertarian, right? Who, you know, free market, you have to be, it has to be a buyer and a seller, and there's nobody can change the prices overnight and, and uh, inject more into the system. But again, I, I think you also have to stay, uh, in the equity markets in some shape, you know, you can you can look for more defensive, but you should also learn how to protect yourself, you know, by holding equities. Because, again, until proven otherwise, we've been through things like this before, maybe not at this level yet, but we'll see. But, you know, equities over time also do appreciate at an average of 8% year over year. So I think you just have to figure out and 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 put your capital to work in, in different areas and have some diversity. And again, gold and silver and platinum, especially, I mean, platinum is awfully cheap right now for as far as I'm concerned, uh, but I, also the crypto world. And I think, you know, again, you don't want to get crazy because, uh, look, we don't create panic. We create ideas. And, and I'm sorry. And opportunities. Opportunities. Right. And that's so we want you to understand. And, and again, nobody would ever say take all your money and put it into one thing. You want to have some diversity, but certainly uh, gold and silver is a, a key component because it may have to be used for an actual currency again someday. Yeah. Hey, what about real estate? Uh, thoughts there? I'm not a big fan of real estate, but you know, I've never had very much luck myself. I mean, I have a house now that I'm trying to sell that I'm going to lose about 30%. <laughs> so oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I live in Illinois. So again, you know, the problem with with housing is, you know, what state you live in, you know, certain states are exploding, like my home in Nevada. But the one I want to get rid of in Illinois is tanking and it's only getting worse. I mean, how many places can you go where they keep wanting more taxes and they keep coming up with a deficit short? And then, of course, my other home has no taxes and they're always got plenty of money. I don't understand. It. <laughs> uh, hey, well, I'm here in Florida. I was really fortunate to get a home. By the time I I contracted for it in February, by the time I closed in June, it had gone up 20% because the, the sellers wanted a long closing and it was fine with me. I had time. I didn't really care. But, uh, you know, I've always gotten lucky in real estate. I've had a couple of break-evens and losers, but I've had far more winners. And uh, But you always have to keep in mind that it can be an illiquid investment. As good as it is now, uh, the mortgage rates could go up. And that uh, drives down affordability because right now prices going up, mortgage rates staying low, affordability is is definitely diminishing. And well, then- that, that's the real that's that's the real point, Gary. Is is the the housing is high because the rates are low. Okay, let's let's be honest. This goes back to my statement that we're a by the month society. They don't care what the home costs; they only care how much is it by the month. 
And that's, I think, the bigger problem. All right. So in inflation, traditionally, it's been very profitable to be a debtor. Uh, should people, and I'm not just saying borrow on your credit card to buy a, a flat screen or appliances for that matter, but especially uh, when you're borrowing in the same currency that you're paying back in. It's always a mistake when you're in a different country to borrow in one currency and pay back in another, but you're U.S., you're borrowing in U.S. dollars, you're paying back in U.S. dollars. A good time to be a debtor? I think so. I Look, the first thing is, is, as you said, what do you do with the money? But if you're going to put it to good use and put the money to work for you, I think you should borrow every dime you can without, again, credit card debt, no. But if you can borrow from the bank at 25 or 3%, I think you should borrow everything you can if you're going to put it to good use. Again, to buy a new car, to buy a flat screen TV, to go on vacation, no. If you're going to put that money to work in, in somewhere else and have it grow for you, I think it's a great time to borrow money. Absolutely. Could not agree with you more. And I guess you have to be prepared for what's going to happen, but it's kind of like being prepared for the death of a loved one. You can never be prepared enough. Markets never announce themselves, Kerry. We know that there's 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 a big bear market coming. And when it comes, it'll come. There's not a bell rung. It just shows up. And, you know, we may be right in the start of it right now. We'll see how it plays. Yeah, the markets have been very ugly the past uh, few days and could easily see a 10 to 20 percent uh, decline. Uh, look how old this bull market is, Todd. It's really long of tooth. I think we're 12 years into this bull. Yep. Right? 12 years is unheard of with a very few, very few corrections, although the ones we've had have been quite violent when they hit. They've been quick and fast. I mean, December of 18, COVID. Look, we have not had a sustained nor the norm, the norm, which is, you know, three or four, three to five percent solids every year. We haven't even had that. And I think that, that look, to me, this reminds me of 08. You've got lumber prices, lumber prices have already crashed. Copper is starting to get meltdown. And we got some issues there that everybody continues to ignore, because as long as the equity markets are higher, suddenly equities are going down and maybe there's going to be some more concern. And you know what happens. When the, when, the, when the flood starts, everybody's trying to get out of the same dream. Hey, and let's not forget the debt crisis, right? Oh. Uh, we're, we're in a serious early stages of a credit bust meltdown, uh, which means that a large portion of the world's assets are somebody else's debt, right? Uh, that's, that's the crazy thing about debt. Your debt is somebody else's asset. Your cash in your pocket is the Federal Reserve or the federal government's debt. As we know, we have a debt-based currency. And when it when it goes, man, it's gonna be like a, a neutron bomb, right? Building standing, but you're not- saying, You're spelling it out perfectly. You know, it is, it is all about the debt and uh, it is coming if it's not already here. And again, we've seen this kind of before and, you know, we continue to ignore it and they continue to create more of it. And, you know, why hasn't the government and the Federal Reserve created a hundred year bond? You know, it's prevalent in many places around the world. Why is it not here? But, you know, again, this is we're talking about people that have no common sense nor have a clue of anything but other than they read in their white papers. Hey, well, you know, the U.S. government is, you know, the buy now, pay later plan. The U.S. government and all of our municipalities and states, even the states that have a lot of money, are on the buy now, pay never plan. Right. <laughs> so 
So that's a good plan to be on when you're the debtor. And that's why in these uh, major inflations, it pays to be a debtor. So that can backfire if we have a deflate, if it goes inflationary and then they overreact and then the currency and then we have a deflationary meltdown of kind of like what we had in the uh, 30s in uh, 29. But uh, but probably it's going to be OK to be a debtor. Yep. So I'm with you. All right. Hey, Todd, where do we find you these days? Where's the best place to connect with you and how do we subscribe? BubbaTrading.com. You can sign up for my free daily update. And of course, you're welcome. To, I have many webinars that are free that you can come and join. In fact, I'm doing one on Monday night. But, you know, Bubba Trading, Bubba at BubbaTrading.com or BubbaTrading.com. You'll be, I'm easy to find. You know, I'm just, just, just remember the name Bubba. <laughs> All right. Hey, Todd, if you uh, send me the link, I'll post it in the show notes to this interview and it'll be up tomorrow morning. Awesome. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Got a question for Todd? Shoot me an email to kl at kerryletz.com. Of course, subscribe to the newsletter, financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Todd, always a pleasure, always enlightening. Thank you so much. Kerry, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever.